0: And yes, there are things that you can improve along the way. You're, you're not going to have, it's not going to be perfect. Um, but man, you just like, you, you figure it out. Like, that's what I've been finding is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That can be better. All right. I've learned something. I've figured that out. And now it's, it's like, and, and I've been finding that there's just been that's such a, a better approach.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for at least for myself you know and and maybe for people who are kind of like me um you know who where you can overthink things it's just like just start like just just what if what if you're already good enough to start this what if you're already good enough to to do this thing right so start go and, and and do it and and you'll figure out everything that you need to the rest as you're as you're doing it this is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art.
1: Are you ready for this epic epic podcast we're about to have. Well, I don't know if it'll be epic, but it'll be the superpower of simplicity. (laughs) Anyway, this is Brandon and Evan, and we are recording and we're just goofing around having a little fun as we walk our way down the path of this podcast episode, which we had a great discussion leading up to this. And we thought, you know what, we need to talk about this. This is a big deal is something and people can hear it and they'll probably benefit because how often do you just get too complicated and you get overwhelmed you get stressed out and you try to run away from the thing that you could do if you just get simple simplify it make it easy wouldn't life be better i think so it's a superpower what do you got evan
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, I I get it. The epic, the whole epic thing at the start of what you said, because you know when you throw a superpower in there, I guess epic is, is a word that comes up with it. Yeah, no, man, I think that this is a this is a a great conversation to be getting into. That just sort of I don't know, seemed like an obvious thing. We were just having a chat, and it's just like, yeah, like the this is simplicity. I mean, it's one of our laws. It's one of our artist laws. Um, which we've covered before, but it's like, you know, sometimes you come back to these and you, you go deeper with it and it's, it's, and to, to get a reminder in it. And for me, I think recently I've been really grasping on a, on a larger level of just how, how powerful simplicity is like it is it is a power it is a superpower um if you let it be if you are if you're wise enough um because yeah like i think that for many of us we can just overcomplicate ourselves right out of doing anything right out of pursuing something that is of interest to us, something that we're passionate about. Like there's nothing that, that squashes inspiration more than getting complicated about it. At least in my own experience, like simplicity is a law that uh, I know is one that I have to pay a lot of attention to. Um, And as I've been learning to work with it more and more, uh, I find that, Uh, I, it, for me in my own life, I take more action steps, you know, like it was something that a lot of times taking action on things was a really hard thing for me. It was something that, that, um, I would have a lot of resistance to taking action. Like, oh, I don't know if I know enough about this thing, or I don't know if I've done enough in some regard that I can actually start doing anything about this. And, you know, for the most part, that's all nonsense. You know, like a lot of that can be um, at least in my own life has been has been nonsense where it's just like, no, just just simplify what's the simple thing. And when you when you start really bringing simplicity into your life, um, the road just seems to open up. You know, it's no longer this narrow, you know, barely visible thing. It's this, you, you, you have a big open space that you can, you can move through. So, uh, I guess I'll start off with
1: that's, that's my opening statement, I suppose. I love it. You know, I want to work with this analogy of the road, you know, simplicity is like the freeway. It's, it's like the open road, you know, it's just like, it's designed to have like traffic move through unencumbered fast and quick. You're going places. That's what simplicity is all about. And then when you look at the more complex, those are like those back roads and the alleys and, you know, things like that, you know, uh, the, uh, places where you're going into the little fine areas. And I think that you want to save those complicated things to the very end. Like, like maybe the last 10% or last 5%, maybe the last 15%, maybe the last 1% is complicated to, to get those fine touches to get exactly what you're trying to get. Um, and then you, you know, it's the kind of the, the law of diminishing returns because a lot of people who are successful that I've interviewed and talked to and just interacted with generally say, you know, like 80% is good enough. Um, and then you can strive for more, but you really, you're trying to hit the 80% Mm -hmm. mark. And then from there, you're working it. So like for the first 80% of whatever you're doing, keep it simple. Yeah. You know, I think that would be kind of a good model to look at it, um, and just try and root out, okay, well, what am I trying to do exactly? And you know, something that I've been, I don't want to get too far off the topic, but like something I've been really working with is website design and, and, and the online model of business. You know, it's something that, you know, I didn't go to school for, and I've learned through mentorship and just through my own research and something that I've been kind of learning is to really understand why someone goes to a website. And what I, you know, you've seen the websites that I've built, right. And like you saw the first version of our podcast website, for example, and it was so detailed, you know, it had a blog, it had a homepage, you know, you could go contact, all this stuff. And what I've and then we were like, okay, let's like pare this down. Let's just make it a little more simple, a little more streamlined. And I've come to learn more recently that like even that's too complicated, like even the way we have mm-hmm. it's too complicated currently at this point. Yeah. And why people are going to our website, for example, there's a very, very simple reason. And It's complicated when you don't know the reason. And I think that's another part of simplicity to keep in mind is that simplicity is sometimes, yes, you got to keep it simple and just don't overcomplicate yourself, but, but also things are complicated when you don't understand them and you don't know how to make them simple yet. So I think it's really important for everyone to keep that in mind as we navigate our way through this conversation.
0: Yeah, something that you, when you're talking about sort of that metric of 80%, 20%, I, I find that it's even a situation where that when you keep it simple, like particularly, I think you always have to think simple whenever you're starting something new, you have to start simple. Um, it's the best way to get yourself taking action and laying the the groundwork and foundation of what you need to do. So that when you get to that sort of quote unquote, you know, last twenty percent that's more complex, even that's more simple. You know, like I've I'll I can, you know, I'll I'll equate this like to the arts, like even just in terms of um screenwriting I've definitely noticed this in 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 writing but also in acting as well which is you know as you begin to develop it you start with the simple thing what is the simple story like what is this person trying to do in this story or you know like what is the the central um the central action and in fact like one of the first uh screenwriting books I ever read I think how to write a how to write a great movie. I think that's what it's called by Jeff kitchen. Uh, you know, like the first things that you lay down are very simple thematically. What is the story yes. about? Yes. You know, like, like what's the, the message of this thing? Like that, that sort of centerpiece that it all hangs around. And he also has this one uh, tool, which is like, what is the line of action? Which is, is essentially he defines as um, one hero, one action, one result. Right. So you can look at, you know, almost any great movie and you will, you can define it to basically like a sentence of who's the hero. What is the main action that they take in this, in this, in the story? And what is the result of that action? Right. So it's like, like, you know, he used a bunch of different movies for it. Like he used like the Godfather, for example. And it was just like, uh, you know, like, uh, I can't remember Michael his, Corleone, like, Michael Corleone. I was like, what's his first name? Michael <laughs> Corleone. Right. There's your hero. Um, uh, Basically takes down, you know, like blah, blah, blah to save his family. Right. Right. That's the like, but the Godfather is an incredibly complex movie. Yes. There's so many things going on in it, but it's a very like at its heart is something very, very simple. And Um, you know, we, in our sort of in our, um, in like our definition of like the law of simplicity, you know, one of the things that we say about it is that, um, when you commit to the, to, to the simplicity, the complexities have a way of coming out on their own, right? So that when you start diving in, you do the simple thing and then suddenly the little intricacies, the little intimacies, they, they start to appear, And you start to just notice them and then they become simple to do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because they, they show themselves and then you go, oh, okay, let's flesh this out, right? But you're just, you're not trying to tackle this huge, massive, complex web of things out of the gate, you know, like you start to, you start to discover those things in doing the simple thing and, and, and you're dealing with them kind of one at a time. You know, and so it never really becomes an overwhelming picture, which is what I think, yeah, like when you get too complex too quick and when you try and push it and force it to, you know, like you're trying to to make like a Christopher Nolan movie, you know, like off the top, right? Like some piece of like high concept shit, you know, it's like you can still do high concept, but you still, you know, it'd be an interesting experiment just to like dive into a Christopher Nolan movie and say well what is the center of these these films right because they're com- incredibly complex movies for the most part but at the heart is is a single thing like inception right like you got leonardo dicaprio's character is doing one last mission so he can be re- reunited with his family that's the story right like that's the that's the whole story but there's this crazy thing that happens within it, but there's there has to be that that thing that connects all of it that's in there. Um, I mean, I don't know enough about Christopher Nolan's process, but um, you know, I would imagine that there's probably it's probably a lot more simple than people think. You know, and as is is common in the screenwriting world, um, the 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 old adage of like great scripts aren't written, they're rewritten right because you you write the simple thing you get that first draft out you get the 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 basic story down on the page and then you look and then you look through it again once you've gotten to the end you say okay now i understand what the story is all about right like you kind of get a sense of of what it is and, and then you and then it just grows and evolves and evolves and evolves until you've had god knows how many drafts by the end of it but it can be a lot and that's where all those complexities start coming out to a large degree or sometimes where you, it's really just where you start to emphasize and pull out the complexities more. Very often I find that they're already there. You know, the complexities are, are there. As I said earlier, like they, they kind of reveal themselves. You notice that there's some little story, a little subplot or something that's going on in it. um, That maybe you didn't quite realize was there, but you realize you, You're going, it's like, oh, that's actually a really interesting relationship between this character and this character. All right. Like, well, let's, let's, let's go into that a little bit more and let's go into this a little bit more. And you start to just, you know, you start to just flesh these things out. Um, And then people look back on it and be like, wow, what a complex, you know, what a complex story that you put together. But it's really, it was all like, it's really just a process. You know, it's just a, it's actually, and it's a process of simplicity.
1: Well said. I said a,
0: I said a lot there, Brandon. So please go to go go take a, take it away.
1: <clears throat> I mean, you you said a lot of good stuff. I I love that uh, Jeff Kitchener is his name. Kitch Kitchen. Kitchen. Or, I think it's just yeah, Kitchen. Jeff, Jeff Kitchen. Jeff Kitchen. Uh, what's that book called again?
0: How to write a great movie.
1: Yeah. I think that that's, uh, you know, you've mentioned that one before. I like that one, one character, one action, one result. I think that's such a great way to look at a story because really like that's so much of what it is and people like I've written so many screenplays at this point and I've taught so many people to write screenplays and I've read so many screenplays and I've watched thousands of movies and it all kind of comes back down to that. One character, one action, one result. And I think what, what a lot of uh, early writers don't realize is that it does not take much to make a story complex, because if you look at it this way, you got your main character who's got an action and there's like a result, right? That they're going for could happen. And when I, when I teach people how to create a concept, I teach them to, 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 to know, basically the two essential results. And there could be more, but I want you to know like, what's the worst that could happen and what's the best that could happen. And you should know the best outcome and the worst outcome. And we don't know which one's going to happen. That's kind of the gamble, right? It's like flipping a coin. And, Mm. you know, have you ever flipped a coin when it matters? Like when you care about the result, you watch that coin, (laughs) (laughs) watch it like, like a hawk that's what a movie's like, you you know, it's like flipping a coin, but you watch it like a hawk when you care about the outcome, when you care, it matters. Right. And then the, 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 my point is, is that, so that's very simple. Flipping a coin is very simple. It's just like making a movie is very simple, but you add in another character with another action, with another result <laughs> and maybe you add in a few more. And then there's a few others that don't really matter in the scheme of the main story it gets pretty complex, pretty quick, right? It's a lot of coins flipping. It's a lot of things happening. And so I think what, a lot of writers don't always realize is that very simple things add up to very complex things. So keep it simple, you know, and don't don't worry so much that your complexities won't be there. They will be there when you need them. And it's much easier to make things more complex. It's harder to simplify things. Mm. I find that it's 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 much easier to just be like, okay, well, let's add a little bit to this and see what happens, because once you throw something new in, it all of a sudden takes on a whole other life and it has other complexities. And uh, to give an example that might help people understand this in storytelling, let's say you have a story about an action hero type of character, right? Somebody who's trying to save the world. Right. And so he's got to stop the bomb or, you know, we all die right? Result. And they have a a daughter. That daughter creates a whole new complexity in that superhero's life, Mm -hmm. right? And presumably that daughter has a mother or a father, right? Depending on what the superhero is. Another complexity, right? So like, like all of this stuff it just does you know, go well, okay, I have this character. Does this character have a brother or a sister? Do they have a pet? Right? These things, all of a sudden, you just throw one of those in, boom, you've got a whole new complexity that's going to start to show up and evolve out of your story, right? And mm-hmm. so I, I really like that uh, Jeff Kitchen idea that you presented, which is like one character, one action, one result. And I think you can, and it's three, which is nice too, but you can look yeah. at a lot mm-hmm. of things like that, you know, and you can really answer a lot of questions. If you just go, okay, like, what are the three things? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And then, and then you totally. just build from there. You build out from there. Right. As opposed to being like, I have to do this amazing complex thing and I have no idea how to do it. Right. Just start yeah. simple. And then it trust that the process will evolve and you will find out what you need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in, and I think that you, you've definitely like you, you hit, you hit on it right there, which is that like, um, you know, I don't know if we know how to do complex, um, to, to a large degree, like, cause don't get me wrong. Like it's life is complex. Um, you know, every relationship that you have, which is, you know, when you, you're talking about, oh, well you introduce a character right? You you know, and every character you introduce into the hero's life is a complexity, right? Every, cause that's a relationship, right? And so much of what our stories are really ultimately about are relationships. Um, but in terms of when, when you're trying to, to create complexity, um, I mean, you could be trying to create complexity, but it's, you still have to come at it simply um, and, and build up and you add layers and, and, and pieces onto it as you go. Um, But our minds as human beings, we don't, we don't do terrific with complexity, Um, particularly with um, sort of the part of our mind that we consciously apply to things. You know, like this has been, you know, studied quite, quite a bit at this point. And really our conscious mind can only keep track of a couple of things at a time. You know, like the, there's really like at once you hit three or four things, you've hit its limit typically is is what they say. Like, and, and even then it's like how well you're doing those three or four things when you're doing three or four things at the same time is is questionable. Yes. Right? So, um uh you know that also goes along with 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 the the understanding that actually our subconscious minds are really terrific at doing complex things. Um at making sense of complex things. It usually takes time though, right? Like it starts your your subconscious starts working on on something and it connects dots and, and very often that's what leads to these aha moments consciously, right? Where suddenly something clicks together in your mind, in the background, and you go, Oh, I get it. Right. Um, so it's, incre- it's incredible, but as far as how we're applying ourselves, s- such as when we are taking any sort of endeavor in business or an art, you know, whether that's writing or music or, or yada, yada, whatever it is, um, you have to do it simply. What can you, what can, and, and really applying yourself consciously to what is most important, right? What is most beneficial and what is that single action that you can take, right? You're the hero, what's the action you can take? And then what's the result of that, right? Mm -hmm. And continuing, and then you continue to just repeat that, that process um instead of piling on a bunch of things at the same time and then you start to layer more and more and more and more on top of it like um music is a terrific example of this because you know like most songwriters they start you know in their in their houses in their in their rooms in their studios whatever it is and they're on their piano right or they have their guitar or something they're just strumming something or playing something on their own and it just starts with maybe a melody right and then you have that thing and then you know y- you start to put more to it and then you get your drummer and your drummer puts puts a drum track to it your bass player puts puts you know and then all of these elements start coming together like it's it's always so fascinating when you Um, when you get an opportunity to hear some of the original, um, rough cuts or takes of, you know, a terrific songwriter who is just in their house on a single instrument, just kind of working this thing out. And very often it's beautiful, which is why you get a lot of those sort of acoustic sets or these, these stripped down versions of the song. And really the stripped down version of the song is just what it, where it originated from, uh, And then it's incredible how, how, how layered and complex the, like the radio version is right. Like there's, you know, they've brought in violins and horns and there's synthesizers or there's, there's (laughs) all kinds of stuff that they've, they've, they've brought in, but those things are all layered on. And, and, you know, I've, I've had, you know, not much, but a bit of an experience of seeing how that process goes in, in recording music. And it's quite something, you know, because it it does. It starts off. It's just like, well, here's here's the basic melody and and the the words, and so here we go and we record that. And then it's like, okay, now let's add let's add the drum track. Now let's add this, and then and a lot of the times, so much of the time, you don't have any idea of some of those elements that you're going to bring into it, you know. But like you you start and then you listen back to it after you've added. You know one more layer and then another layer and then you go oh you know what would be really cool what if we added something like this at this part of the song right it's not something that anyone had premeditated that anyone had figured out like you you continue to get the feedback from the thing that you're working with you know from the song that you're writing from that piece or from the from the novel that you're writing from the you know the, the performance that you're giving, there's a feedback that you're getting from the thing itself. And it's often telling you, um, where to go with it or where you could, where you could, um, add, but sometimes also where you need to subtract too. (laughs) As you were saying, sometimes it's the tougher thing is, is making a complex thing more simple. Um, but it's, it's incredible how, how that, that process works and when you're working that way again it, it always keeps things simple you know there's a way that it, it continues to just keep it simple um by just kind of following and paying attention to to what's happening in the moment right what's happening in the moment with what you're bringing to it you know it's like okay well this is the thing that we're bringing to this right now and this is where my focus is, and so you put your focus on that, and then suddenly you go, it's like, oh, did you, look at this. We could bring something more to this thing. Great, and now that's your focus, right? And each time, it's just you're you're, it's a it's just a simple thing that you're you're continuing to keep your focus on, and and when the the end result is this thing, that people will call is like, oh wow, it's so complex and multi-dimensional and, and, you know, like all of this, this stuff, but that's, um, you know, that's not, that's not the way in which we effectively really take action on something.
1: You, you know, I think one thing to keep in mind too, is people don't really care that something is complex they 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 don't actually care about a lot of things they care about how they feel and they they care about their experience of it and they care they, they like i think the thing is is like what we think we need to do as creators versus what our audience wants from us are are different things often and i think successful creatives understand that their audience. And I don't mean this as dumb, but their audience wants simple things. And it's not because you, you, you know, you want it to be not complex, because I think complexity, complexity adds layers and and, and levels and dynamic elements to it, which kind of um, enhance or maybe in a in a story they might uh, like if it's a mystery complexity can be used as a way to make it hard to know like who's the murderer mm-hmm. or what what's going on here right and so the complexity is designed in a way to do something but what's simple about it is like i want to keep them guessing i want to um, overwhelm them with options and and you're actually, it's quite simple what you're doing. I'm, I'm making this complex to do one thing, which is simple, which is overwhelm them with options of potential people that murdered, you know, if it's mm-hmm. a clue type situation or, you know, who the bad guy might be. Right. Um, and, you know, like uh, there's movies where you see the twist right near the end of the movie. And all of a sudden you get the big reveal and you're like, The the story turns and you're like, oh, wow, it's something else, right? Well, when you understand the story with the twist, it's usually pretty simple. But what you have been, what's been restricted from you is simple. I'm going to simply restrict you from understanding what the simple story is. yeah It's it's like, that's what a twist is. You think Mm -hmm. it's this. I know you think it's this. It's actually that. And I'm gonna let you think it's this until I'm ready to show you that it's actually that. And then when you find out that it wasn't this, it's actually that, you're gonna be like, oh, wow. You twist, wow, so crazy, so wild, so what an experience. But the whole thing is, is what are you trying to do? I'm simply trying to um, play with your expectation. And that's it. You Mm -hmm. don't have to like, go like, how am I gonna do all this stuff? It's like, okay, um, one of my favorite narratives is the false narrator. I love this one. Mm. It was used and I I don't want to ruin it for people. You should see these movies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to say the movies, but if people, you know what, write to us, connect with us and, and I'll give you a list of movies to watch for the false narrator. This is an amazing tool. The false narrator is when you have someone telling you the story. And usually this is done in a voiceover, but not always. And they're telling you what happened and they're telling you how things went down and they're and they're they're relaying the events. And naturally, because most of us, not not everybody will fall for this, but most people will, we tend to trust. And especially if you build the characters' trust up and they seem honorable and they seem real and they seem like they're telling you the truth, you don't really have a reason to doubt them. But then you find out, and you're later in the story, near the end, usually, that they've been lying to you. And everything they told you was bullshit. And all of a sudden you find out what the true story was and you're like liar, (laughs) but, but you believe them. And then when you find out they're a liar, it's a twist. So what's the simple story? I'm going to tell you versions of the story that are false. Meanwhile, the story was actually this. And once that gets revealed, you're going to realize that you've been duped and people love that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. It's very simple. It's actually a really, really simple thing to do. But, you know, I, I'm i just the last thing I'm going to say about this, Evan. I think we forget that we're mesmerized by silly things. <laughs> like, we watch fireworks. You know, we watch uh, uh, the fire. We watch the river. We watch really, like, we watch people fall over and we're entertained. I mean, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're very simple people. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, we, definitely. I think we need to like give ourselves a break and just be like, hey, like ha ha ha, I'm like so entertained by like such a silly thing, and just understand that part of the magician or the artist or anybody who's creating something is just give someone a little bit of some shimmery to look at, and they're gonna appreciate it, you know? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's interesting because it's like in many ways, like the complexities are kind of like just they're like the the way in which we get somewhere, you know. But it's not, it's not the main thing you know like because even you know like i'm just thinking i I know we've been we've been spending a lot of time you know alluding and and using storytelling as a metaphor to this which you know that's totally fine but kind of um, my default yeah (laughs) it's 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 working for us for this for for this particular conversation um but you know it's like we still need that simple thing at the core of every story you know like it's and and it's the things that um that really mean something to us the things that really matter to us as human beings um you know like just again going back to like something like inception it's a story about a man who wants to get back to his kids you know, like it's, it's a story about, about just, uh, you know, family and, and love, um, you know, these things that, that connect us, you know, it's like you take this, um. you know, one of these sort of questions that um, uh, I remember reading, someone say like, there was this list of questions of like things to ponder as like big things to, to, to ponder. But one I remember was like, um, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you say to all of your, to like, to the, to your loved ones, um, in, I think it's like in like 25 words or less, what would you say in 25 words or less if you, to, to, to leave all of your loved ones with and, and what are those words? You know, and it's like it's it's incredible how when it comes down to, you know, facing something like that, when we really contemplate, you know, something like, you know, death is the great equalizer, as they say. And death is one of those things that, um, you know, for. It's something that we all have to to face. And it's interesting how when it comes time for people to actually face it, how much all of the bullshit drops away. Mm. You know, how actually not complex, you know, like I know I said earlier, like, you know, our relationships are complex and they are um, until they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when a disaster strikes, when, when a death is coming, suddenly it's like these, these squabbles or these, these, you know, things that used to agitate us or, or irritate us maybe in this relationship or resentments can not always, but very often they just disappear. They become so inconsequential, you know, because it's just like at, at the core of it is still like, oh, there's still just, it's just two people who really love each other. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like that, that that's very often what comes down to it. And, and so there's always that element, you know, and the complexity is just sort of like this weird little dressing that that we put on top of things just to spice things up. you know, like they're just these spices um that we work with. But you know, we're just we're still working with chicken in the pan. You know what I mean? It's just like, chicken in the pan, I know I' just I know i just changed the metaphor very abruptly, you know, but it's like it's like cooking, right? It's just like, well, you want the chicken but there's a many different ways that we can prepare the chicken.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, man. You know what I'm thinking about? You know what I'm thinking about? That one weekend we had, and I was just, we were all just bullshitting and we were joking around and I was like, I, I
0: know where you're going with two,
1: turkeys, yeah. one <laughs> two turkeys, one pot, two turkeys, one, one Turkey, one pot. It's boring. Three turkeys, one pot, too many turkeys. Two pots, one turkey. What are you doing? But two turkeys, one pot. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's like... um,
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe there is more wisdom to that than we think, Brandon. And it's come maybe. up now.
1: Well, you know, you're just goofing around, right? But it's like... Uh, uh, anyway, I mean, here, here's the thing. I, I, I want to say this. I think that we all think our lives are pretty complicated. But I don't think they are. I think they're actually a lot more simple than we really realize, and I do think that death is the great equalizer, and I think it's actually a gift that um, we need to learn to appreciate, and it actually is uh, the, the greatest source of life that we have, is to contemplate and face the concept of death, because it makes you realize why you're alive. and. I had a profound shift with death. I've had many, many profound shifts with death, but I've had one personally where I was at my lowest moment in my entire life. I I had um, a lot of success, a lot of money, a lot of everything that I ever thought I wanted. I came home one day, I sat on the edge of my bed, my bed, I put my head in my hands and I started bawling my eyes out and I didn't know why I was alive. And I thought about, w- walking down to the downtown and jumping off the bridge. And I just was like, what's the fucking point? And then I let that thought go further as to what would happen if I actually did that. And then I realized that my absence would cause a tremendous impact on other people. And then I realized why I'm alive. Everything I was doing up to that point was for me. It was like, I need to be famous. I need to be wealthy. I need to have friends. I need to have women. I need to have all the stuff that everyone says, you know, you got to have. And I got it. Most of it. I mean, I got enough of it. Let's put it that way to realize that these things are nice dressing, but what matters in life is the impact you make on people and the experience you have living it. And I think a real confrontation with death is actually a real gift for life because um, it can make you recognize that life is more about the impact you make and the experience you have and the, the material items and the stresses that you do have on a daily day, day-to-day basis, these little complexities, they don't matter. And what happened for me was, um, I think my friendships, and I'm sure you'd attest to this, I know other friends would as well, that they've become so much richer and so much stronger. And, um, you know, there's been so much growth that's come out of that awareness and it's really, really simple. You know, it's like have a confrontation with death. Um, you know, and I don't think you have to go like to the point where you're crying on the edge of your bed, (laughs) thinking about jumping off a bridge. Uh, You know, but I can laugh about that now in the the sense that I'm so far beyond it, that it's an irrelevant thing, but I can go back to that moment and I have recorded videos and, uh, you know, I can, I can share this with people if they're ever interested, but I've, I've shared my story and I've let myself go right back to that moment. And I'll tell you, man, my eyes look so glassy and so like, like I'm on the brink of breaking as I'm telling the story because I can go right back to that guy who was breaking in that moment. And that's artistry, man, that, that ability to, to touch into your lowest moment, to touch into your highest moment and just recognize like, this is an experience, you know? And I think we make our lives way too complex because we think it's all about the dressing. And I'll tell you this, it's really about two things second most important your experience first most important the impact you make on others and i'll tell you that you think it you might think the next stage is that it's actually your experience it's not because your experience is a byproduct of the impact you make on other people and the connection you have with other people and it's uh tremendously tremendously important and i think that we go through stages of we go from uh, complexity and as you get older and you become more in touch with yourself, it becomes very, very simple. And, um, I think all art is really like that too. I think when you start out, you're like, oh, like I'm trying to learn this thing. It's so difficult. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs, of how to do it. it's very complex. But then as you get down to it, it's like, well, let's say you're trying to be a musician. What's the point? The point is impact people with your music. That's the point. Have a great experience doing it. That's the next most important thing. And then third, learn all the ins and outs and the technical bullshit about playing the guitar if that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? But number one, make an impact on people. Same with writing a script, same with acting, same with painting, same with fucking everything. Simple, right? Simple Mm -hmm. is the superpower. You connect to that, everything else is dressing.
0: Hey, it's Evan with a quick public service announcement. If you're enjoying the conversation you're hearing and finding it helpful, then please help us and take a second to subscribe to the podcast and we can all be people helping other people. And that's awesome. Now back to the show. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, um, man, there's the, there's a lot of great stuff that you said in there. Um, you know, I'm glad to hear it. You make on people. What else do you say after that? You know, like,
1: you know. Oh man, I get on these rants. I don't know, yeah. but they're not even mine. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like this yeah. is, this is like the universe speaking through me, dude. Cause it's just like, this is, this is not new. I think this is just something that, you know, uh, a lot of what we say is, you know, it's the point. We're just transmuting the message, right? It's, uh, our experience helped us to kind of simplify it and connect it and we can share it with people. And that's maybe our gift here, but like, it's, this is transcendent information. This is like, people knew this ages ago, you know, and yeah. we're just happen to be in the place where we're communicating it now because it mattered to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, um, you know what? let's just take a quick beer break. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do the beer thing. We can, we can carry on. But uh, let's do a beer break. Feels I'm perfect.
1: curious to to know what you uh, got.
0: Well, I am... Uh, what I got is um, uh, a beer from Talisman. From Talisman Brewing. And this is the... I'm drinking their West Coast Pale Ale.
1: Oh, you yeah. I've see, had that got one got before, that, I think.
0: Yeah. It's got Mermaid, uh, mermaid on it. Uh, it says Tropical Hoppy and Golden. I don't find it too hoppy. Um, but it's... Uh, it's great. It's real tasty, man. I've, nice. Uh, I've had stuff from... Oh, sorry. Wait. Hang on a second. Talisman. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Talisman is just the name of the beer. Um, it's actually from Strange Fellows. Uh, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Talisman West Coast Pale Ale. You know, they got to name beers.
1: <laughs> oh, give credit where credit's due. Give
0: them too. a name. So yeah, just want to make sure. Big shout out to Strange Fellows Brewing. Uh, they do some good stuff, so...
1: Nice. Well, you know, I don't know if I've had this beer before you've had this before. um, I feel like it did come across our path. But I'll tell you this. It's the perfect beer for me today. It's so tasty. Um, this is from how sound brewing. And I love the name. It was part of the reason why I got it. It's called Viking funeral mm-hmm. and it's a uh, Quebec IPA. I don't know what that is, but an IPA, it's a strong beer. It's 6.2%. Um, it's like rich, like rich and thick looking, like almost like an IPA super tasty, super good. Um, yeah, man, I really like it. And it's not, it's an IPA, but honestly I don't find it that hoppy at all either. I just find it actually very tasty and, um, pretty smooth. Um, and so I don't know. I, I would definitely recommend this beer. I think it's really good. I'd get it again.
0: You know, so. I think that uh, the for me, the mark of like a good IPA is where it's almost like the hoppiness is not no doesn't even draw attention to itself. Like it's still really hoppy, but it's so well balanced that it's just like it doesn't you know, it's not like you're just slammed in the face by yeah. it. That's that, that tends to be what I, what I, I go for.
1: Yeah. I'd say that, you know, actually like, I think there is a pretty decent hop in there after having another taste, but you don't, I, I don't really notice it. I just kind of notice the like full bodied flavor and the, you know, and I, I, I like uh, I've always kind of liked a thick and kind of creamy beer. Like I've always mm. kind of like appreciated that. And this kind of has that quality to it. It just feels like uh like I feel like I'm gonna want to have another. Yeah, <laughs> and so there's no better. There's no better uh, way to say that. I also find though, you know, as we talk about beers and stuff, um, it's so much about the time of the year and what's going on with the weather and stuff mm-hmm. like that. For me, I find that um, I have such a wide palate for different types of beer that it's so much about like what is the right beer for this moment. And I think that's one of the things I appreciate about this tradition that we've kind of kept going is like, it's really taught me to really appreciate that in, you know, we've done like hundreds of episodes, you know, it's like, it's, I've gotten to appreciate so many beers, but it's really given me kind of like a, a sense of like, Oh, this is what I want today, you know, or now in this moment. And originally you know, not to go too far off on beer, but it's like, Oh, let's try that. Let's just see what that's like, you know, whereas now it's like, yeah, this is what I'm going for. You know what I mean? Like I kind of have more of a sense of that and it's, it's just learning, you know, you like learn and you you try it. And I think that's another thing with um, kind of to p- pair this back with simplicity is things get more simple with more experience because You just, you, you, you know, right. You just know more and you have more of a reference point. So I think if you're a new artist and things seem really overwhelming and there's so many options and you don't even know where to start, just go with one, go with one that feels right. You know, try it out, see what happens, see what you'll learn. And maybe it'll be right. Maybe it'll be wrong, but either way, you're going to learn and use that as a reference point so that you go, Oh, you know, like if it's in the case of beer, you're like, you know what, during a colder, wet day, I want like a, you know, a darker, thicker, more robust, tasty beer, you know? Whereas like if it's a light summer day and I'm just trying to get refreshed, like a real light lager that's almost watery <laughs> mm-hmm. is more what I'm gonna go for. You know what I mean? And um, you know, and there's no, and the other point is is that there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to personal taste, because that's my preference. And yeah, there might be others who agree with me, but then what's your preference? And you still have to learn that. And the only way you're going to learn that is by taking action and trying it out. And I think it's, uh, you know, just go in a direction and like, let's see where that leads you. And if it's the, if it's the not the right way, then course correct. Just keep it simple. You know, don't, don't worry that you made a mistake. It's like, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Oh, one thing, Evan. Because since we talked so much about story, and I know I'm kind of going off, I was uh, I was listening to someone talk about story the other day, and they described it in such a great way. They said um, the hero is trying to make something happen, and they're they're struggling, and then they come across some type of guide to help them, to guide them, to kind of give them some direction and relieve them from the many challenges that they've been facing to try to get to where they're going. And so that last part, the many challenges they were facing to get to where they're going, everybody who has an adventure they're about to go on or there's something they're going to try and do, maybe you're going to write a song, an album, maybe you're going to make a movie, maybe you're going to do a painting, maybe whatever you're inevitably going to face a bunch of challenges. And I want you to, to look at that as like, that's your story. And you need to face those challenges. So come up against them and do it, you know, and just look at it kind of in terms of like, yeah, I got some challenges and you're going to find out what those challenges are. And then when you find out what they are, you're going to know who your guide needs to be. And you're going to know who to ask for help because once you encounter a problem and a challenge that you feel as the hero in your journey, you're not able to overcome. That's when you know who to ask for help, or you have an idea of what you need to ask for, for help. So Mm a little piece of advice, throw that out there.
0: And one of the things I I remember hearing from uh, Rob Bell in his podcast was, you know, tell yourself, this is what comes with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you've decided to go and do this thing. You decided to, record your first ep or your uh you know write your first novel or something like that yeah like there's going to be challenges that come up this is what comes with it um and it's all for you in some way and um yeah you know like this is actually something you know uh that i thought of of talking about at the start of this podcast but you know just in terms of um again, for myself, like simplicity is, is one that I, I continue to need to be conscious of, but have been learning to make more a part of my life in all these different ways, because, you know, I, I was finding that, you know, I was overcomplicating so many things and, you know, to such a degree that, you know, I, I wasn't taking any action on a lot of things that, you know, um, in a lot of ways that i want to go uh and, and areas things that i want to to try out um and the thing is is that as i started to just say like okay well like just do a simple thing just do a simple thing you know um in regards to this you know like just just do one thing today um and And just by doing that, um didn't it, it didn't make it doesn't make me immune to mistakes. It doesn't make me immune to learning. But it in fact, actually opens me up to learning incredibly well. Um, because I'm not learning anything theoretically. I'm learning things in action. That's something that has been tremendously, eye-opening for me which is that it's just like oh okay i've run into a challenge i've come up against a problem here um so okay i see that the way that i did this didn't quite work all right that's okay like the first thing like for a lot of people is to understand that that's okay um to not have the answer uh to to not um know something to um that you can improve that's not a bad thing but like it's when you actually see those things come up in action that you really learn something uh so it's like it's it's one of those things like particularly with you know running a school and doing coaching and stuff like that and, and teaching actors like i'm learning stuff all the time for my students um, and in terms of how to teach how i can you know. Better communicate and help and that sort of thing, um, but by a, at least allowing myself to just step out there, you know, like actually allow yourself to step out there and, and trusting that you have enough of what you need to begin to get this thing in motion. And and yes, there are things that you can improve along the way, you're, you're not going to have, it. it's not going to be perfect. Um, but man, you just like, you you figure it out. Like, that's what I've been finding is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That can be better. All right. I've learned something. I've figured that out. And now it's, it's like, and, and I've been finding that there's just been, that's such a, a better approach mm-hmm. for at least for myself, you know, and, and maybe for people who are kind of like me, um, you know, who, where you can overthink things. It's just like, just start, like, just, just what if, what if you were already good enough to start this? What if you were already good enough to, to do this thing, right? So start, go and, and, and do it. And, and you'll figure out everything that you need to the rest as you're, as you're doing it. Um, and just one last thing. Like I remember, I don't remember who it was, but it was, um, I think it was a big think talk. If you're familiar with Big Think, they're, uh, but this guy who is like, um, you know, like a big, a big developer of like apps and stuff like that is runs a successful company, which I cannot remember that either, but he was talking about plans, you know, and he's like, lots of people have, like, they have these really, they put together these insanely comprehensive plans and this is what we're doing. This is where we're going and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, he's like... You know, we didn't plan a whole lot, you know, like we, we, we started with this, you know, with developing this one app because we thought it was a good idea and we made it and, uh, and it was a success. And then we kind of said, all right, well, what do we want to do next? And then we did that. And, you know, it's just like, because it's just like the planning can just, you know, like there's a, there's a use to some planning, but like, man, like we can, I think that we delude ourselves in thinking that we can just, we can just plan our way through anything and everything. Like y- you can't, that's not the way no. that life works. The plan you to, can try, uh, you can try as <laughs> they like, you know, life is what's happening while you're busy making other plans, you know, yeah, like exactly. You know, but at the same time, we say, it's like, well, you've got to have a plan. And it's like, yes, like these are, this is, but these are kind of sides to the same coin, right? Like it's where to me, essentially a plan is just to get you started, you know, like that's your, that's your fire starter. That's to get you in, in motion. That's its main thing. It's not something that's meant to be, um, you know, adhere to every like stringently every step of the way because life is making other plans around your plans. You know, and if you don't if you don't acknowledge that, if you're not responsive to
1: that, then your plan is shit. Yeah. (laughs) You have a shit plan. (laughs) Yeah. And a shit plan is okay if you abandon it, but it's not okay if you stick with it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's basically it,
1: right? Like I I uh I teach my students this in the screenwriting course I do. And I actually heard this, um, uh, recently from another, uh, screenwriting, um, uh, what's the word, uh, mas- master. I'm not a master. I don't know if I call myself that. <laughs> like, what's a good word. Someone who's an expert, someone who's really good at this shit, right? I'm pretty good. Uh, I think, and, um, you know, I, something I kind of try to encourage people to do is like, yeah, well, let's come up with a structure for your story. Like, let's figure out a plan. Like what's going to happen? You know, like, like let's figure out like maybe uh, what the lowest moment is, what the climax is like, what incites them into action? Like uh, maybe how this resolves, let's kind of come up with a plan. Right. So we do this and I actually break it down into like 26 steps. If you really want to get complicated, but I tell them like, look, are you going to abandon a great story that happens to appear to you partway through this process. Like, because you're stuck with some structure plan that you had in the beginning, like you abandon the plan, let it go, go with the new one that's more exciting and better and more interesting. And you stumbled across. And the only way you stumbled across was because you took action on this one and you got there, but now you have the planning skills. And I, I remind them that like, yeah, you, you know, don't, don't do it because don't not do it because going this way to the great story, which you were on a good story, but now it's great. Um, you have the skills to make a plan, you know, so make a plan again, because you've, you've stumbled across some information or some insight or something that you didn't have before that will lead you from a good story to a great story. And maybe you thought your story was great, but this is better. So go with the better one because, You know, if, if you think it's better and you're more excited about it, then, then let it happen. But usually it's not like, um, I find with this stuff, it's not like you're rewriting the whole thing. You're just pivoting. Mm -hmm. And I think with, um, you know, this kind of superpower of simplicity, is that, you know, you might go along and you go, well, I think I'm doing this, right? Like I, I want the job or the career or the promotion or the, the car or the, the girl, the guy, whatever it is that you want. Right. And you think this is what I want. This is what I'm doing. This is the result. And you go along a little ways and you, you get further towards that goal. And then all of a sudden you realize, well, that's not what I want. It's not really what I want. What I really want is this. Well, go for what you really want. (laughs) Go for what you really want. Like Fuck that thing you kind of want, go for the thing you really want. And, and, and by the way, great storytelling and screenwriting and novel writing, it isn't uncommon that a character starts the story wanting something and then an inciting incident happens in their life. And then they realize they want something or need something or something is much more important than the thing they originally wanted. And actually that's a great storytelling technique. (laughs) So use it in your life. yeah you know and it doesn't mean that because you abandon the plan that you have no plan you just make a new plan you know and the plans can change (laughs) yeah you
0: know it's um i'm
1: having too much fun of it.
0: yeah no 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 it's it's i love it i love it because it's um you know like it's those you're again like i think that one of the beautiful things about like and why story has become such an uh in a metaphor uh for or a good a good way for us to talk about this is because you know it has so much to do with story is all about our lives you know like it's all about the human experience and and what what connects us and unites us in this way and um and that's just like another one of those devices like how often were you off pursuing something to realize that you were completely mistaken. You know, I saw that in a movie uh, that my wife was watching just the other day. It, I ended, it ended up, I ended up watching it. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be pretty awful." But and then I ended up I was like, "Oh, you know, it's it was a it was a ro- romantic comedy." And I'm trying to remember what it was called, <laughs> "Life as We Know It," or something. Catherine Heigl and Josh uh, Josh Duhamel, or however you say his last name.
1: Huh. I
0: don't um, know if you've seen it. It's like a story about basically like their best friends, um, who are married, die. They get, they get in a car accident and they have this like baby. And so like their two friends basically who aren't together, they're like just separate friends were like named the godparents. So they've got to like come together to That's a good concept. Occasion. Yeah, it's Yeah, good. it's a good little concept. It's an intriguing and, concept. But like, like many romantic comedies, you know, sure. like, um, we we, we kind of know, you know, the general how it's going to, what's going to happen in it, right? Um, but it's all in how we get there. Um, so the concept is an interesting one in terms of how, what brings these people together, um, which is very simple, right? It's a very simple concept of what brings these people together. Um, but, you know, like many romantic comedies, there's a situation where, you know, a person is choosing between this, life that they never expected to have thrust upon them and the life that they were working hard towards having for themselves Yeah, and, you know, realizing the mistake, right? You know, it's like, we know it's kind of coming, but it's, it's one of those plot devices that we just, that we just love. We just love it because why? Because it does speak to a truth, right? It speaks to something in us of being like, yeah, you know what, what really matters? what really matters at the end of all of it in, in, in our lives. And it's just like, and it's the people and it's the, you know, like, in so it's, uh, just in terms of, yeah, like story structure. I was like, ah, I just saw that recently of how often are we going about things? Like it's like, I'm going after this, I'm going after this, I'm going after this. And then realize like, holy shit, that's not what I want
1: thought was what I wanted. It's not what I want. That's great. I just had an insight while you were talking is that what makes life complex is that when we don't honor the simple story that we actually want, Mm. like Mm. when you decide, Hey, like, this is what I'm doing in life. I'm, I'm going for this. And then something else comes along. That's more important and more, more pressing, more, whatever, more meaningful. And instead of embracing it, instead of just honoring it, you try to try to stay the path on the original thing, you know, out of some type of weird, uh, almost like unhealthy commitment to it. You know what I mean? And life becomes very, very simple when you just like actually respond to the thing that matters most. Like, for example, let me go back to that story I told earlier. I have the money, the the things, the whatever, and I come home, I sit on the edge of my bed. You know, I've gotten most of what I think I want in life. And then I think, well, you know, uh, I want to jump off a bridge because I don't think any of this matters. What if I just stayed the path? What if I just kept going, well, maybe I need a better car and more money. and. <laughs> mm-hmm cooler friends, you know, whatever the fuck it was, right? Like what, like maybe I need to be more, like, and I, and I think some people do that. And I think that they just drive themselves into a kind of a personal hell. Whereas, um, you know, I chose to go the other way and I'm not saying those things are cool. I still like those things. They're fun, but I don't define my life by them anymore. They, in fact, don't matter to me that much. Um, but it, it, was a transformational moment in my life. And I think that when you keep things simple and you just kind of constantly just kind of revisit, like, well, what do I actually want? And what's new? And like, um, what have I learned? And then you're willing to embrace the new. Um, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that, we're talking about a few elements here, but I think the important thing to keep in mind is when the plan changes, keep it simple and 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 you're looking at putting your attention and your focus and energy towards what you want. It doesn't mean that you're going to abandon everyone else who is with you on the current path. Tell them, be authentic and be honest and just say, look, I wanted this and now I actually realize I want that. And so I'm going to, change my direction a little bit are you with me? can you be with me will you support me and I know that I said this and I know that we've been doing this and I know we've been making this direction but I've had this awareness epiphany insight whatever it is and I realize that I actually want to take things this way and and I think this is important I feel it's important and 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 then maybe their feedback will not only um, help you to better understand that, but clarify it and then have them be a part of it with you. And like, things can be really simple. I think if we're just honest with ourselves and with others, and we just get down to brass tacks, like bare bones, like what, what is the core thing here? And like, let's, let's make sure that that's being honored above all else. And just remember that everything else is just dressing. It's all just making it pretty. And, you know, like, uh, last thing I'll say on this, um, you know, you can only polish a turd so much. <laughs> we love saying this in the screenwriting world, because when you wrote a piece of shit, like sometimes you just go, you know what, this is a piece of shit <laughs> and I'm going to flesh it and, uh, start again. And that's fine. Um, but you know, you don't know, you can kind of look at, uh, your, your, your direction and your work and you can look at it. You know what? this is not the right thing. Let's try something else. Um, it's funny how we're, how this conversation has gone, honestly, because I feel like it is really simple. If you're willing to let go and embrace, um, the change and the shift, I don't think simplicity, I think simplicity gets complex when you don't, I think that's really what, what I'm kind of, uh, recognizing as we go through this process that, you know, it's never too late to change course and just, you know, you're a new person every day and you learn more and you become more aware and new things become revealed. So don't ignore them, you know, and, uh, life gets pretty simple when you're just being real. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. We, uh, I feel like we're probably kind of at the end of this conversation.
1: Oh, so, are we, Evan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no. We, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I feel. You like want to go? I will No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> 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 no. Uh, yeah, I know. I feel like we. I feel like we uh, stumbled across some good insights ourselves, and uh, I think that we kind of um, labored <laughs> our point enough. But um, you know, I would say, uh, you know, if I'm going to say my final thing first, and then you go. Um, I'll say this, we called it the superpower of simplicity, but we could all also almost call this the story of simplicity. And I think that there is a superpower in simplicity and there is a story in simplicity. I think that, um, you can look at it either way. And I would say that when you don't, you actually, um, you take away your ability to, uh, have your superpower and have your story. I think your story and your superpower, you know, either or interchangeable, they're reliant on you just simply being real, being honest and willing to adapt and change and just learn, you know, go, go, go with it. And, 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 and I'll say this again, I've said it a few times already, everything else is dressing.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly it's, um, like it's really the the only thing left to be done i i suppose is is you know to ask the question of like how can i simplify how can i simplify what i'm what i'm doing in my life how can i simplify my life um you know it's um it's not only like a a super, superpower Um, but I mean, even in, um, uh, within Buddhism, you know, like as a form of wisdom, simplicity is, is a virtue when you know how to be simple, when you know how to live simply, um, it's, it's a virtuous thing, but it is also an incredibly powerful thing. I think that we have certainly covered enough (laughs) ways in this conversation of like, what, what, bringing some simplicity into your life can do you know it can to me it's actually it's it's really it's about freedom to a large degree simplicity is freedom freedom from all the the bullshit that you're pursuing all the bullshit that you got rattling around in your head all the bullshit you tell yourself why you can't do something when you get simple It shows you that you can do it. It shows you that you can, you can go. Um, and I think that that can be a scary thing. Yeah, I think that that can be a scary thing. And maybe that's why we overcomplicate things. Maybe complication is a form of self-sabotage that we (laughs) haven't recognized, you know, um, but dare to be simple. Dare to to simplify it and allow yourself to to just start doing that thing to 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 put your foot into the water, to dip your toes and start moving in and and don't worry about what you're doing being having to be brilliant or, you know, don't concern yourself with with that shit if you continue to focus on doing the simple thing that has presented itself for you in every single moment and you just, those moments, those simple moments just keep on adding up and adding up and adding up and adding up. And what comes out the other side, no one really knows what will come out on the other side of it, but it's going to be more than the sum of its parts in ways that that we just don't know or understand. So, simplicity, dare to do it. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.